Hello and welcome to the Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and creators of the Fit Over 40 method. And for more information about what we do, go to www.fit40info.com. So in today's episode, we're going to be revealing why eating 1200 calories doesn't work for women over 40. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's podcast. So over the past seven years, we have worked with thousands of women who are trying to lose weight, but they've been struggling to see any results since turning 40. Maybe you can relate. Maybe you're in that situation yourself. But one of the most common dieting approaches that we've seen women trying with varying success is eating 1200 calories a day or less. And although this approach is not necessarily the best for you in terms of your long-term health or long-term results as we'll explain later some women are able to make some decent progress in terms of fat loss but most of the time these women are younger they're in their 20s or in their 30s and for women over 40 it tends to be a different story so a lot of women will see results for a couple of weeks which will then come to a screeching halt and they'll stop seeing any progress at all they'll hit a plateau that feels impossible to break and just be in a situation where they're stuck choosing clothes to cover up problem areas rather than choosing things that they like um, a lot of other women kind of, they manage to lose a stone or so with one of these low calorie diet approaches, but then all of that weight and more just piles back on again faster than they lost it, leaving them in an even worse position. And many women find it harder and harder to get the scales moving with every new diet that they start. And that can be really, really frustrating, especially if you've been putting in all the effort to starve yourself on 1200 calories a day or less, but also not got the results that you want from all of that work. So there's a very good reason that this is not the ideal approach for women in their 40s and 50s. And in today's episode, we're going to break down exactly why low calorie dieting doesn't work for women over 40 and give you a step by step method to drop two dress sizes over the next 12 weeks without starving yourself on to the 1200 calories a day or less or without banning any of your favorite foods also. So let's get straight into it. And first of all, we're going to talk about the theory of these low calorie diets. So I think a lot of the theory um, is that if you eat less, you're gonna see better results. And it kind of seems logical. I think the less and less food I have coming in, the more my body will have to tap into body fat and burn that body fat and the more weight I will lose. And it can be the case up to a certain point, especially as Ben said, for younger women in their twenties, in their thirties, where their body's a little bit different, it's still sort of performing at its absolute optimum. But this is really not true for, for women over 40. And in fact, it's a really, really bad idea for women over 40. And we're going to go through seven reasons why today it is a bad idea and what you can do instead. So we'll get straight into it with reason number one. So the first reason that you really want to avoid these very low calorie diets, 1200 calories or less, is they will trigger a very large stress response. And I'll explain what that is in a minute, which makes losing weight harder. So before we get into the stress response, like it's important to understand your body responds to all different types of stress in exactly the same way. So this could be stress from work. This could be stress from an injury that actually causes stress to your body. It could be stress from working out. It could be stress from um, some sort of emotional thing you're going through, uh, some sort of grief, all these different things. They sound very different, but internally your body does the same thing. The same hormones are released. It has the same reaction. And that reaction is to increase cortisol levels. Cortisol is the stress hormone. You've probably heard of it. Um, 
and it's, this isn't always bad. Like a lot of people think when they hear cortisol, it must be always bad, but actually short-term stress. So quick spikes of stress, what's called acute stress is actually a positive thing. It's a good thing. And it can actually help you with losing weight. So if you do a workout, you kind of tire your body out, you break your muscles down a little bit that puts stress on your body, but that's just for a short period of time. And it's actually good because it triggers your body to respond. It triggers your muscles to grow back. Um, bigger and stronger and more toned when I say bigger it's really marginal it's not going to make you like Arnold Schwarzenegger but it'll make you more toned and stronger and that stress will trigger that and it will also um, trigger some fat loss processes so again it's a good thing um, to do that exercise it triggers that short-term stress so short-term stress is is a good thing however long-term stress so this is called chronic stress which basically means you're stressed for a long period of time at a high level this is really really negative and um, it's even more so for women over 40 for reasons I'll get into in a minute. But what long-term stress causes is kind of the opposite of all those positive things. So it will cause something called leptin resistance and leptin is a hunger hormone. Whereas if you have leptin resistance, you're going to feel much more hungry all the time and you're not going to feel full even after eating. So you might eat a biscuit and then you think, I'll just have another one and then I have another one and I can't stop eating them. And before you know it, you've eaten the whole pack. That stress response can cause that. It'll also trigger insulin resistance. So insulin is a, um, is a storage hormone, which means you're more likely to store fat, especially around the middle. And you may have noticed that you, you, know, you struggle to lose that weight from around the middle. And this can be caused by this stress, stress response. And then the last thing is called thyroid deregulation. So th your thyroid is the organ that um, is, it kind of regulates your metabolism. If it's deregulated, what's going to happen is it's going to slow your metabolism down. So it's going to mean you're going to have to eat less and less and less to lose weight and what starving your body does is it actually puts a lot of stress on your body it, your body your cortisol levels increase a lot when you when you don't feed your body enough food or somewhere close to that and what that does then is it triggers this stress response and all those those things that are kind of undesirable i just talked about and the problem is as you get older that stress response gets bigger and it lasts for longer and this increase with age, it increases three times more for women than it does for men. So this is why it's such a big issue for women and um, why we need to talk about it today. Because what this will lead to is it'll make it much harder to stick to because you're going to be constantly hungry by triggering that stress response. You're going to get worse results than you think you would have done perhaps when you're younger because you, it's going to slow your metabolism down a lot more. And you're also going to struggle to be consistent because you're hungry all the time. So you're probably going to slip up more. And then it's also going to lead to some stubborn belly fats. If you really want to shift that fat off your belly, this is really not something you're going to want to do because it's going to cause that insulin resistance that leads to that stubborn belly fat. And what this is kind of like, if we can give you a quick analogy for this, it's kind of like dropping your calories this low to 1200 calories or 800 calories or doing some sort of shake or starvation diet. It's kind of like driving with the accelerator and the brake pedal on at the same time. You might think you've got the accelerator down, you're going full speed ahead by doing this. But for a woman over 40, actually, you're slamming both pedals down at the same time because you're triggering this stress response, which is going to make it way, way, way harder. So actually, you're going to be putting in all this effort, like putting the accelerator down, you're going to be working really hard like the engine would be in the car, but you've also put the brake on. So it's actually going to be really, really frustrating and really, really inefficient, and really, really exhausting for very little results. So the first thing is, it's going to trigger that stress response um, and it, you know, that's going to make everything a lot harder than, um, than it, you know, you, you think it might do. So that's the first reason. So the second reason kind of builds on that one you just covered there, Rob. So basically, if you diet on very low calories, even just for a couple of months, it can disrupt your hunger hormones. Those hormones you mentioned before, leptin, 
um, for up to one year afterwards. So for a year afterwards, your kind of your body sort of senses to how hungry you are, how full you are, how much you're craving certain foods can be sort of thrown out of whack for a little bit. So you might see a bit of short-term progress on 1200 calories a day. You might not even see a bit of short-term progress because of the stress response and everything Rob just mentioned. But you go through that short period of very intense dieting, but then for a year afterwards, you might feel compelled to eat more than you should. You might not be feel, feeling full after you have a big meal. So, you know, you can, you can easily gain a lot of weight over a year of your hunger hormones not being working in kind of the right way. So research has found that, you know, these, these hormones are disrupted even after just doing that diet for a couple of months. So it doesn't have, it's not a case of like, you know, you diet for six months, your hunger hormones are messed up for six months. It could just be even a very, very short period of time. It can disrupt those hormones for a really, really long period of time. So I'd kind of relate this to, it's, it's sort of like a payday loan where you get that, you know, you, you see those adverts on TV, you'll get a, a lump sum of cash now, but you're going to be having to pay that back for a long period of time, many, many times over with loads and loads of interest. It's exactly the same with your weight loss. You do that low calorie dieting now, that quick fix. You may see some quick results, but then you're going to be paying for those results in terms of feeling hungry all the time, craving carbs, craving the wrong type of foods for up to a year afterwards. And during that time where you're paying that back, um, if you don't have amazing willpower and you can just say no to your own hunger and your body's own cravings constantly all the time, if you can't do that, then you're probably going to gain weight. So the second reason is basically your hunger hormones are going to be disrupted for over a year afterwards, just after a short period of low calorie dieting. So the next reason then why we recommend you avoid these low calorie diets, why they're not a good idea is they also can lead to a lot of muscle loss. So there is a caveat to this, but we'll come into that in a minute. But for most people, low calorie diets, they're so hard to stick to that they don't include any exercise. And even if it did, it's very hard to stick to because you'll have very low energy levels, which again is another reason you really want to avoid these. If you're going through menopause or something like that, and you've got low energy to begin with, cutting your calories right down, cutting the amount of energy coming in and the amount of fuel your body has, is going to make you really tired. But what happens then is you do this really low calorie diet. You're not really doing any exercise that's going to promote maintaining muscles or any sort of resistance or strength training. So what happens is you lose loads of muscle really, really fast because your body has kind of senses that there's very little food coming in and it sort of panics. It doesn't prioritize your muscle anymore because you're not doing that exercise. So what it does is it goes, right, we don't need this muscle anymore. It's easy to burn this. So we'll burn all of this off. And the problem is this looks like you're achieving loads of progress on the scales. You might step on the scales after a couple of weeks and go, I've lost half a stone. But the reality is you might have lost a quarter of a stone of fat, but also a quarter of a stone of muscle. And it's more like there's going to be quite a lot of water loss in there as well. So actually it's probably going to be even less fat, but you've lost a lot of muscle as well. And if you have less muscle, not only will you feel more flabby, so muscle is what makes you feel firm and toned. It's why people who are younger generally feel more tones because they naturally retain more muscle. As you get older, you generally lose it more unless you do the right things to maintain it. Um, you're going to feel weaker as well. So like walking up the stairs or uh, climbing a hill with your family, you're going to be worse and worse at that. Um, having less muscle means you can have less energy because you're weaker. And it's also going to slow your metabolism down because 
the more muscle you have, the faster your metabolism is um, to maintain that muscle. That muscle needs you when you just even if you're just moving around, that muscle requires quite a lot of energy. Uh, ben always says it's quite expensive for your body to keep muscle, so it uses lots of calories to maintain it. But if you've then lost all of that muscle mass during these low calorie diets, then you're going to have a slower metabolism, which again means you're going to have to eat less and less and less um, to maintain it, which, which kind of actually links me into point four. So I'll go straight into that as well. So not only are you going to lose muscle, which is going to make you flabbier, less toned, it's also going to slow your metabolism down. And this is not just because of muscle loss. It's for two reasons, in fact. So this low calorie diet will, first of all, slow your metabolism down because you've lost muscle. And as I said, the more muscle you have, the faster your metabolism and vice versa. But the amount of calories you actually maintain your, um, your body weight on can change. You may have heard this called maintenance calories. It's kind of the amount you can, you know, you can use these calculators online to calculate where your maintenance calories are, what, what amount of food you need to eat to stay the same weight. But the reality is it's not a fixed point. Those calculators are an estimate and this can change. This is something that fluctuates depending on what you do and it adapts to how much you're eating. So if you aren't eating much, then what will happen is your metabolism will slow down. Your body is smart. It detects that there's not much food coming in. And then it thinks, okay, I might be starving here. And it slows it down because your body hasn't, um, your body hasn't really evolved that much over the last sort of 10,000 years or so since we used to live in caves, since we used to have to forage for our food and food was scarce. That's a very short period of time in terms of evolution. So your body has not evolved much, you know, your mind, your brain, all of that is the same. So what it will do is it will slow down your metabolism to compensate because it doesn't know when that next meal is coming in. So the problem with this is you're then gonna, you're then gonna have to eat less and less and less and less to lose weight. So you might have started on 1200 calories, but then you might have to go down to 1000, then you might have to go down to 800. And this is becoming harder and harder to stick to that. There's no hope of socializing anymore and achieving this. And it just becomes really, really unpleasant and you know, really, really unsustainable. So your metabolism is going to slow down if you do eat this really low calorie diet. And it's a little bit like an analogy for this is a little bit like um, your body adapting to these low calories is a bit like if you were. Um, if you're coming to the end of the month and you see you've not got much money in your bank account, you know, you see your bank balance is, is it's a bit low. Um, and you're thinking, oh, no, I better be careful. I'm going to spend less, less money now. I'm going to like stop spending, buying stuff on Amazon, online shopping. I'm going to, you know, go for some deals in my weekly shop until the end of the month. You naturally will control your spending if you start to run out of cash. And it's the same thing with your body. If you're not putting much food in, it will evolve, it will adapt, and it will stop um, burning so many calories as well. So again, that's another reason why you really want to avoid a low calorie diet because you're going to end up with a slower metabolism. So the next reason you might want to avoid a really low calorie diet is because it can lead to nutrient deficiencies. So the less food you're taking in on a daily basis, the less vitamins you're going to be taking in and the less minerals you're going to be taking in as well. And if you're not getting the right vitamins and not getting the right minerals, and if you're not fueling your body and giving your body all the right building blocks that it needs to, to keep everything working, you can end up with a number of problems. So for example, you could get osteoporosis. Um, you could end up with poor energy levels, you could end up with poor recovery, you could end up with a, a weakened immune system. And if all of those things are kind of causing you, for example, you know, you've got poor energy, you're going to be less likely to exercise. If you've got poor recovery, you're going to really suffer every time you do exercise. So you're not really going to feel like doing it again. If you've got osteoporosis, that can, that can cause some really serious problems. If you start to get, you know, your bone density starts to decrease, you start to get bone problems, joint problems. Um, you can get a weakened immune system if you're wiped out with 
colds and, and illnesses constantly, you're probably not going to be wanting to focus on your fitness or wanting to focus on your exercise. Um, and overall, you know, none of those things are great for your health. So you can take supplements to try and avoid this. So if you want to, if you really want to take a, do one of these low calorie dieting approaches, you probably need to make sure that you're supplementing all the vitamins, all of the minerals that you, that you need. You probably need to gear your nutrition as well. So that within those 1200 calories, you're being really smart about how you're using those 1200 calories, getting enough protein in, getting enough, um, vitamins, minerals, fiber, vegetables, etc. But all of that can be very complicated. It can be very difficult. Um, so, I mean, we're going to go through the solution of what we would recommend instead. But key thing is, it's not great for you to go on 1200 calories in terms of your health, in terms of your vitamins and minerals and nutrients. And there are much better ways that will allow you to see just as much weight loss, if not more weight loss, especially if you're over 40, in a way that's going to be healthier and going to be better for your body overall. So the last two reasons then why you don't want to do this um, is they're kind of linked. One's about it's hard to be consistent. And one's about it's kind of not sustainable and doesn't teach you what to do in the long run. So if you are on 1200 calories, as Ben said, you're always going to be battling against hunger, you're battling against low energy, you're battling against cravings. It's going to mean you're much more likely to blow out at the weekend. And if you blow out at the weekend, your actual calories for the week may be way, way higher. So if you do have a weekend blowout, you do have, you know, you are snacking like in the evening, you are having takeaways, you're having lots of drinks in the evening. It's probably not working out as 1200 calories a day. So we've done some quick maths on this. So if you eat 1200 calories a day from Monday to Thursday, which a lot of people will do on these extreme diets, but then it goes to part of the weekend and you have what you want. So you have a takeaway or you have, you know, a bottle of wine a night, or you have a load of biscuits or chocolates or big roast dinner and a dessert your average calories, you know, will be way high. You might eat three and a half thousand calories a day, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And if you do that, so you have a, you know, a lot more food on those days, let's say three and a half thousand calories, but do 1200 calories Monday to Thursday. The average of that is actually 2,190 calories, which is probably way too much to actually see any weight loss. You might even gain weight on that despite doing a 1200 calorie diet. So the key thing for sustainable weight loss is your average calories over the entire week rather than how many days you're perfectly on the plan. So it's much more important to get that average right for you than to, um, than to just starve yourself certain days. And a lot of people get that wrong. And then what happens is they don't see any progress and they get demoralized. So what works much better, as we'll talk about in the solution, is to actually eat the right amount for you. And then the last thing just before we get into that solution the last reason why again it's really not a good idea is because it doesn't teach you how to stay consistent in the long run it doesn't it's not very sustainable just eating this really extreme diet because even if you did happen to see good results you won't be able to keep those results unless you keep going unless you stick to that forever like if you just go back to how you ate before the diet so your normal eating if that was leading you to gain weight before it's going to lead you to gain even more weight now because you're going to have less muscle you have a slower metabolism and you're not going to have any knowledge of how to eat a balanced diet that's right diet that's right for you now you're in your 40s or in your 50s and you know your body and hormones have changed so what will tend to happen for people is they might do that diet they might lose a bit of weight but they regain all that weight and end up back at square one again very quickly often even larger and with no idea how to actually sustain it so really then you, you don't want to do these diets. I'm sure you can see now after these seven points that they're, they're really not going to work well for you. They're really not good for you, especially as a woman over 40. And there's a much better way to do it. 
So what you need to do, if you do want to see good progress, it's very simple. You just need to eat the right amount for you, which is not including starving you. And this will be unique to you. It needs to take into account your age, your height, your weight, your body fat percentage, your hormonal state at the moment, and any other health conditions you have as well. And that will be unique to you. So it'll be very different to you. If you're four foot 10, you know, I have some clients who are that height, it's going to be totally different to someone who's five foot 10. Um, it's going to be completely different to someone who's five foot five. So it's all about the right thing. And it's not just based on that height. It's also based on their hormones. So someone who's menopausal or not, someone's got PCOS or not, someone um, who's 40 and quite lean versus someone who's in their 50s and less lean, it's going to be totally different. So you need to eat the right amount for you and it's not too much or not too little. And really where we aim with food is to be amount where you and your body don't really detect your dieting. So it doesn't feel like a hardship so you can sustain it long-term, but it's low enough that you can still see steady progress. And if you combine that with the right type of exercise, so with our clients, we do something called list training, low impact strength training, which is some strength training without jumping around, without doing high impact stuff. It keeps stress levels low whilst you can build lean muscle and build up your metabolism. So they usually do that three times a week combined with eating the right amount for them. And our clients typically lose one to two stone every 12 weeks, even over 40. So they're in their forties, in their fifties with a stressful job. So there are ways to do it. You don't need to starve yourself. And they're actually able to maintain that long-term as well. So Ben's got an example now of one of our clients um, and, and how she kind of did this. She, she did, I think she did starvation diets before. So you'll hear about her journey and, um, and what she's achieved since. So this is a, a testimony of one of our clients who wishes to remain anonymous. But she basically said, uh, before joining Trinity, I was almost 11 stone and a dress size 14, bordering 16 on the bottom. I was depressed, miserable, floundering, becoming withdrawn and self-conscious. I was unable to play with my grandchildren as I wanted to, being active. I avoided swimming, being in swimwear in the garden, and I was self-conscious when on holiday. I tried RH Fitness, Weight Watchers, Atkins, Low Carb, 5-2, Intermittent Fasting, and Very Low Calorie Diets, reducing my calories to 800 a day. The most successful I've been in losing weight and being fit was in my late 30s when I worked every week with a fitness trainer as well as reducing calories to 1,000. Once I stopped doing this, the weight came back on again. When I first signed up, I was skeptical about my own ability to stick with the program and to eat the amount of calories and still see results. Since I started, I've lost eight and a half pounds and 23 inches. I'm wearing size eight on my top half and a 10 to 12 on my lower half. I'm definitely stronger and working out three times weekly, feeling like the gym is my place for some me time. I'm feeling like I deserve to have time spent on myself and I'm putting the effort into things that I need to do for myself. My family is supportive of my wishes and give me the time and space when I make it clear I'm doing this for me. I can't wait to go clothes shopping and on holiday once lockdown is over with better weather. I'm looking forward to online shopping for new clothes. I'm definitely able to look through my wardrobe and make more choices on what to wear, even though going nowhere in lockdown, it's mainly the basic stay at home clothes. So that's an amazing um, testimony there from Lynn, who was doing 800 or 1000 calories. She's eaten far more than that now, closer to 15, 1600 calories. And she's seen all those incredible results, sort of five size 14 down to size eight to eight to 10, um, which is an you know, amazing change. So Ben, where can people go if they want to find out more about the program um, she followed and, um, and find out all the details? So if you want to find out more about the program and you want to find out um, more details about everything that we do, just head to www fit40info.com and you can get all of the information there.
Perfect. So go and check that out. Thank you so much again for listening to today's podcast. We hope you found it useful and we'll catch you next week for the next episode and we'll see you there.
So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trinity Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows. And also please leave us a quick review. It only takes two minutes. We do all of these shows completely for free to help you. So we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all. So thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the Trinity Podcast.